Glenn, can I get you something? No, no, thank you. The milk will do fine. Is Glenn spending the night? No, dear. Why not? I'm lonely for Glenn. I know, dear, but Glenn's been through a great deal today. He needs to rest now. Why don't you just go to your room and dial the service? They'll send you a companion. If you'll pour me another glass, I'll go to my room. No, dear, you've had enough. Now, why don't you just go to your room? Sandrell will help you. Hello and welcome to Ben Beyond Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Emily Schmally. And I'm the resident Spielberg fanatic, Justin Kizan. Um, today we watched, we did we, we did a little throwback today. Yeah! Uh, we went back to the young Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched an episode of a television show that he directed. Yeah. Um, the name of the show is The Name of the Game. Mm-hmm. And the name of the episode was LA 2017. LA 2017. <laughs> yes. You're good at that announcer voice. Oh, thank you. Um, this is... It's funny, because this has been on the back burner. Yeah. This episode, about this episode of television, yeah. has been on the back burner for quite a while. Mostly, if I'm not mistaken, just availability was hard. Yeah, it was tricky. Yeah. It, it, it's a weird one, too. Yeah, but it's also, we knew we had to do it this year, because this is, it's 2017. It is 2017. And this thing, we'll <laughs> call it this thing, <laughs> is set in 2017. Yeah, you. that was... The main motivator that convinced me, like, you're right, we should pull, we should do this before the year's out. Yeah. Um, so, this is a weird... Yeah. This is a weird one. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the premise of the show first? Yes. I think we should talk about the premise of the show. So, it's a weird as fuck show, it sounds like. <laughs> Granted, I've only seen this one episode, but, um, the name of the game is the name of the show. <laughs> um, and it's got, it's three shifting protagonists. Correct. They're not... They're never on the... I mean, I guess they might sometimes be on the same episode together. Mm-hmm. But they're not usually. They're... So it's not quite an anthology series, but the episodes aren't necessarily directly related to each other, but yeah. they all... They do share a universe. It is... And it's an interesting approach. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, it's all set con- around the quote-unquote Howard Publications, yeah. a large magazine company. And, yeah, like, we do... Apparently, because I, to be fair, I didn't read up on what the show was about until after I watched yeah. the episode. So I don't get me wrong, I was really lost. Yeah. And like, what is this thing? Yeah. Um, and then I got really weirded and even fascinated with that's what this was. Yeah. Um. So yes, and, and it's an interesting approach to television, which I I feel like it would be interesting if someone tried it again. Yeah. Um, uh, because it's a neat idea. Like, what if we have three leads, but they are not always the focus? Yeah. And every other week or every two weeks or so, we switch focus. And that that's a neat idea. Um, but even in the terms of the of this show, mm. this episode is weird. This episode <laughs> seemed, it seems to be, it seems to fall outside a trend that this show would establish. Right. Um, okay. It is also what's really funny is that in terms of the of the third protagonist, this episode's protagonist is mm-hmm. the character of Glenn Howard, the uh, head of Howard Publications. Head of Howard Publications, uh, played by actor Gene Barry. Yeah, I've only really am aware of him because his name sounds like Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> his name is almost Gene Roddenberry. That's one good. Po- wow, that was yeah. my only thought about him that's prior to this. F- that's fair. I <laughs> I looked him up and I realized like, oh right, he was in the George Powell War of the Worlds, mm. playing Dr. Clayton Forrester. Which, okay, if you're, you know, M Street 
3K person, then, oh, that's where they got the name. Exactly. But Gene, yeah, he's the only one of semi-note yeah. <laughs> uh, in this thing. And apparently his stories, as I'm reading in the wiki page, his stories were traditional and also got odd. Like, he was, for some reason, the owner of Howard Publications Yeah, was the one they went wacky. <laughs> Interesting. They went they went a little off-key mm-hmm. compared to the other storylines. There's apparently an episode where he got caught up with a hippie cult that was planning a, a, a mass public suicide. That sounds about right for what I know about Glenn Howard. Um, in this episode. From this one episode. Yeah. From what I've gleaned from this character in this episode, that sounds exactly correct. Um, so, okay, uh, the, the funny thing about this episode is the title. Yeah. Uh, so, ex- uh, you want to explain to the audience, Emily, why this is called LA 2017? Well, it's really clever. <laughs> it's set in the city of Los Angeles, which a lot of people call LA. Right. And it's set in the year 2017. But how? His character is from 1971. Well, I'll tell you how. He he passes out and he wakes up in 2017. Oh, that's the time traveling device? It's just him? But yes, that's exactly the time that's traveling device. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of why... Th- this is trash. Let's get that out of the way. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. No. no. <laughs> um, this is a real piece of trash. Um... I don't know how much of the blame rests on Spielberg's head, though, um, versus the whoever wrote this episode. Well, I will I tell didn't you, catch their name. The uh, the writer is a, again a person of interesting note. Mm-hmm. He's Philip Weil, and the reason I was like curious is like where did this thing came from? He was one of the co-writers and co-creators of the famous novel, well, When Worlds Collide. Okay. So I almost feel like this is much like a Richard Matheson thing. Yeah. A famous uh, a person who wrote a very popular novel of note was asked by Hollywood mm-hmm. to go oh, come up with something for us. Yeah. And I don't know who in the production team of, in the name of the game, a, 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 a semi uh, anthology show about yeah. a publishing world decided, I really like this sci-fi writer. Yeah. Well, okay, let's have him do an episode. H- how? Yeah. Like, oh, me- does, he, does he do like other genres or? Oh no, I want this to be a sci-fi app. Okay, okay. okay, so you want him this to do... This is not a sci-fi show, though. We like, will you get that. Oh, no. Oh, we'll find a way. How, what do you mean? Well, let me... Like, hear me out. What if one of the guys gets thrown into a sci-fi scenario? Again... What do you mean? How do you mean this? Well, You're oh, worrying. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. As he takes a little cocaine yeah. line. <laughs> this is what I got. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get knocked out somehow. Sure. I'll let Philip figure that out. That sounds right. <laughs> and then he wakes up in the future. Okay... Right, but how does he do that? Because he's got knocked out somehow. It's like a Rip Van Winkle thing, kind of, okay, sort of. So and then the rest of the show is set in the future? No, right no, here? no, we'll put him right back in the, in 19, in the present, man. Mm, how does that work? Well, <laughs> you see, it was sort of a dream, but not a dream. Because he's sort of... Because I'm going to... We're going to put, we'll put real world stuff in I'm going to break from the character of this. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> This, the ending of this story yeah. was one of the most infuriatingly incomprehensible things I've ever seen in my life. Um, this, this show is like, this episode rather, is yeah. like, half of it is just kind of standard, like, oh, dystopian yeah. story, free will, whatever. Um, you could switch it out. It could be a shitty uh, adaptation of Fahrenheit 51 or 451, excuse me. Yeah. Or Brave New World, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just another one of these. And then at the end, it's just like, 
just straight nonsense. I <laughs> just literally just like the actors could be saying any words. They could be saying rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. It would just it would make just as much sense than what was on screen. I mean, no, there's a, there's some gibberish that is as batch as that makes as much sense as rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Yeah, it's these weird number jokes. Yes, what were those about? It, it's apparently what they think is funny things people will say in forty five years. <sighs> Justin, this was made in 1971. Yeah. I don't think we established that up front. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's these weird number jokes where it's like, they're just doing math, like simple addition, it sounds like. I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's, (laughs) it's, like, that's also the thing too, is like I said, I didn't read what the show was actually about. Yeah. So when I just, I just kind of went in this so, like, just really cold. Yeah. And then I, like... I thought at first was like, is this show like an anthology show, but only the three actors are the only consistency and they play different characters? Yeah. Um, but then like I got into reading and so I'm going, wait, you're telling me this is just a weird one-off? Yeah. Like this is just like the rest of the show doesn't go this weird, yeah. except I guess except for maybe Glenn's character gets yeah. onto the obscure stuff, but this is the only one where it went buck wild and like <laughs> I just I'd that's not what we mean by number joke. It's like they'll be talking and they'll be saying a sentence, and then at the end of the sentence, they'll be like, "55 plus 33 is 88." Like, yeah, yeah. It's just it's literally something like that. And it's and then another character laughs, and and you you your brain explodes because it it doesn't mean anything. No, no, exactly. It's I one of the weirdest things about this because apparently, side note, this is apparently I found out this is a like a like either a novel or a novella that Philip, the oh, writer, yeah. came up with. Yeah. And so I guess it's the case of. Ooh, we really like the story. Shove this into in the name of the of the game, yeah, and put Glenn in it, yeah. And that's what I feel like is what happened. Yeah, it's like okay, figure out a way to do it. And instead, and so I'm watching this like this weird, like non like it's like pretty incomprehensible thing. Yeah, full of ideas that don't really matter to anything. No, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's a slippery one. Um, so should we get into a little bit of the plot, I guess, what plot there was? Yeah. Um, he's driving along the highway. Right. He's planning, he's going to some conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he passes out. Yeah. And he, he wakes up two men in um, gas masks approach him. Yeah. And they take him to Los Angeles, which we learn now, since 1989, has been an underground city. Right. Because the air on Earth is unbreathable. Right. All of Earth. All of Earth. Due to some bullshit explanation about yellow algae. Yeah. <laughs> Sci-fi enough. That's a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's this weird thing where they sort of do these weird pulled punches where they're like, it's not mankind's fault that the yellow algae shit popped off, mm-hmm. but they're also mad at mankind for not being able to fix it. It's like, right. well, are you are you trying to make a message about environmentalism <laughs> or not? Right. Um, and that's the... That, I think even then, starting from there is the inherent problem yeah. of everything about this episode. Yeah, is that if you're trying to say something, I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, because your 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 point of views or your your message is everywhere. It's just so fucking scattered. It's yeah, insanely scattered. Um, when do you want to talk about milk? Now. Okay. Okay, so it's established that. Um, there's no alcohol yeah. in the future. Yeah. 
but in in the in the in the in the event of uh, of uh, evacuating humanity underground, yeah. uh, one of the characters pointed out that we oh we we tend we somehow forgot about cows. Forgot to bring cows. Forgot to bring cows. But the vice president of L.A. Yes, that's literally his job title. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, somehow brought the one cow. Yes. And well, they, they got they they paid a lot of money to have it, and a whole, had a whole team of men bring it over from uh, Dallas. I yeah. yeah. So the, and this is it, please correct me if I'm wrong. It is in fact one cow. I believe so. Okay. So the one cow. Yeah. <laughs> not two, huh? Not two, because apparently you didn't think about breeding. No. <laughs> um, is brought underground mm-hmm. to then give off. Uh, vast amounts of, of milk to give to the to the rich populace, oh, or yeah, specifically, only the rich people, yeah. if, if specifically the vice president. Yes. To which my brain now started overthinking this. So when did this cow get bring, brought in? Was it like recently? Justin, you haven't even got to the stupid part yet. All right, I will. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'll get back to this point. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting, can I put a pin on it? Yeah. All right. Let me get back to this one. I uh, it's like the stupid part. Yeah. <laughs> the stupid part is. Milk does something. Yeah. And it's not entirely clear what it does. Yeah. There's like a part where a, a character is acting sort of strange. Mm-hmm. And is the vice president's wife. Yeah. And he says, oh, she's drank too much milk. So it's like, is milk alcohol in this analogy? But she's not acting drunk. She's and also acting... his explanation is that bodies change and adapt over time. Yeah. Justin. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I didn't write this episode. <laughs> With alcohol gone and milk there, your body adapts to react to milk like alcohol? Because it, it seems like... Over the space of 20 years? Because <laughs> I know there's, some, there's someone in the world who has drunk milk since 1999 exclusively. I, I'm a, yeah, And well, I don't think they're getting drunk off it. To be... To be it's a gross misunderstanding of how milk works. <laughs> if, I, if I can be a little... Here's the thing. Technically speaking, is it should... a sedative? <laughs> it's... Because at one point he also says his teen boy is acting up, and he and uh, he tries to get him to drink milk. Yeah, I don't know. As a solution to his teen son acting up. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know what the fuck like, that means. Like, I I am not uh, a scientist. A scientist of any fashion. Yeah. But technically speaking, like drinking cow's milk was never part of the human. Okay, so this you know is I mean? your as this is your as a writer. Yeah. Bringing in some sort of but this, like, pseudo-scientific solution to this issue. To a point, but yeah. it's like, it's a case of, like, and with a little bit of fact-checking I would like to do myself later. But it's like, we're, technically speaking, humans are not supposed to really be drinking cow's milk. No. You know, I mean, we we found ways to use it and mm-hmm. to drink it and to yeah. drink it and bake it for, for our purposes. But technically speaking, that's kind of the reason why there is lactose intolerant elements, etc., right? Yeah. Um, in some people who are like to tolerant, it's because technically speaking, we're not really supposed to be drinking this. No. But you know, we can. It's not out of the question. So uh, the idea that milk does this mm-hmm. seems wrong in every fashion. <laughs> <laughs> like we we'd be fine without milk. Yeah. We would find other forms of calcium and vitamins, but like milk is not like that that uh, needed. And importantly, it wouldn't be so scarce. That we would have weird effects on it because technically we shouldn't have any yeah. effects because we shouldn't be drinking it. <laughs> yeah, and at one point I thought, are they going to do like a clockwork orange thing where it's drug milk? See, that would make. But no, they didn't do that. No, because 
because the vice president's wife is acting semi-high. Yeah. And I didn't get that either. And then let me ask you this. Yeah. So she's acting semi-high. Yeah. And the vice president is going to call someone to help her. Yeah. Was he was he calling a prostitute to have sex with his wife? Because she was like, no, I don't want Glenn to leave. Yeah, she was getting she was getting thirsty. Right. <laughs> and he he said he called someone to help her with that. Yeah. Is that part of this future? I mean, that's what it's implying. Yeah. That's what's that's what's that's what's what? super implying. <laughs> I mean, what statement are they making here? I don't know. Because it's 1971. I'm. Guessing their opinion on like women and sexuality wasn't good. No, but I can't. I can't figure out the way in which it was not good because again, it's so fucking un- incomprehensible. No, exactly. I, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe it was just. Maybe it was just a brilliant, um, <laughs> a prescient uh, realization that in 2017 there would be a fascination with cucks. Well. <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell's going on in this movie. Uh, um, oh, and, and here's my... And I'm going to go back to my pin. Okay, yeah, go take your pin out. I'm going to take my pin out. Is it the one... When did this cow get underground? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, from the beginning of them getting to Ellie underground? Or is it, like... I don't... Or, like, is it... Is the cow underground thing a recent thing? I think... I think the cow came in 1991. <laughs> So you're thinking this is a 20-some Yeah, I think cow. they got underground in 89. Yeah. They were like, shit! Right. We forgot cows. <laughs> we gotta start figuring out a way to get a cow here. Uh-huh. And that took them two years. <laughs> they found a cow in Dallas. Yeah. Decided to not be smart and bring two, two sex... Two different... Uh, two cows of different sexes. Yeah. To figure out a way to breed or something like that. I understand it's hard to breed cows underground L.A. I understand that to a certain degree. But almost in my I brain's like... I imagine that would be any harder than keeping cows in underground L.A. I just... That's what I... That's that. That's a good point. Yeah. Because the question is, like, how are you maintaining the one cow? Yeah. How much milk can the one cow have when it's not... Give... I'm Okay, pin, pin's away. I'm done. Pin's away. <laughs> um... <sighs> I don't even know what the fuck else to get into. Um, there's this weird running thing yeah. where they keep talking about how they, they know who this character is because they, they looked him up. They looked up the historical records. Yeah. Um, I guess this is where it kind of helps to play that this is the part of the show. Yeah. So to the to me, Adam, like, is the Howard's publication a really important thing? I didn't know. Yeah. But in the show's universe, yeah, it's yeah. huge. I'm like, all right. But there's this running <laughs> thing where like all the characters who have looked him up keep talking about mm-hmm. what a ladies man he is and it's it's <clears throat> weird it's weird like this show worships its lead character well, to and, a degree that i haven't seen anywhere else again that's why not knowing coming in cold made this weirder for me yeah because i'm like that's a thing that just got around <laughs> but if you've been watching the show i mean you know this character is a famous ladies man so i guess so yeah. but since it's I, still weird though oh it's super it's like but, imagine if there was an episode of star trek where some aliens were just constantly oh kirk fucking he loves getting <laughs> laid like it's weird like that's where hit being a dream yeah. kind of helps sense. It. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong there in the future, I'll be famous. My magazine will be famous. Yeah. Everyone will freaking know I get around. Yeah. <laughs> and every time they say it, he does smile like, yes, that's true. You scummy son of a... <laughs> Let's talk about how much I don't like Glenn Howard. <laughs> He's a real piece of trash. I don't... I, 
I don't like. Yeah, he's. It's super like I have to follow this guy in the future yeah. for a, freaking another forty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> as I was watching this, like I, you know, the thing where you check the length of time on a video. Oh yeah. So I was doing that quite a bit, and I'm like, oh man, it's like another forty minutes of this. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta sit through this guy mm. acting like the leading man in a movie, and I do not care. <laughs> It's also this weird thing where he seems. So he's, he sees that this government is yeah. unjust. They're hoarding yeah. all the milk for themselves. <laughs> um, they're making. They're living in this fancy Bel Air home that they move brick by brick underground while everyone else is living six to a room with uh, sewage leaking on them all the time. Right. Um, and he sort of he sort of decides that he's gonna he's gonna try to foment a revolution, but he also. At no point does he ever seem to care about the people. Like, he just yeah. seems like this kind of detached shithead. Yeah. <laughs> who's like, who, who wants to start this revolution because that's his image. It's like, let's take, like, H.G. Wells' time machine. Yeah. And make the lead character really give zero dams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we have the also the, his quote-unquote handler, Sandrell. Mm-hmm. Um... Who was a questionable character? God, in, yeah. <laughs> in in many ways, not in terms of the plot, yeah, or her what she does, but in terms of I get it. This was written by a bunch of men in nineteen seventy one. Yeah. yeah. Um, beyond the fact that how old is Gene Barry's character? How old Gene Barry is? Is that yeah. classic Hollywood bullshit? Yeah. Um, which made me feel uncomfortable. That it was it was creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. Uh, no, like they, they they have a romantic implication, you know, because he's apparently, as we find out, for every other freaking character in this thing, yeah. Glenn Howard's a ladies' man, even in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sandra's also, or San, Sandrell, is that her name? That's her name. Yeah. Uh, she's also paid to have sex with him. Like, yes, yeah. like there's that as well. Paid to have sex with him, and also be totally cool if they're being watched or unwatched. Yeah. What? What are we? What are we doing here? I don't like this movie. I don't. I don't. uh, There's a... There's a... It's interesting. This is kind of one of those... The part of the issue of finding this Mm -hmm. was also the fact that just it seemed like nobody knew what to do with it after it got released. It it seemed like it never... When the show got into reruns, Mm -hmm. this was never part of the package. (laughs) You know? It seemed like no one really wanted to include it in the package. So it's this bizarre footnote yeah. in the show's history and the bizarre footnote in Spielberg's history yeah okay let's we've let's we've not, bring it back to Spielberg let's talk yeah. about Spielberg yeah. here um this is 24 year old Steven Spielberg directing this yeah young Steven Spielberg yeah um and I will say in terms it's interesting comparing this to Columbo yeah to his night gallery episodes I could see him I see his work here's like wow this is really young work yeah this is a kid showing off. Yeah. Maybe too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe what happened was he was just bored and fucking around. I That's not a bad theory. Yeah. Because I think this was post-Columbo. Might have been, I yeah. Because Col- I think he did Columbo in 1970 and this in 1971. Okay. That's um, true. And this was the same... Yeah, because I looked it up. This was the same year as Duel as well. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. See, yeah, well, I would go with that theory. Yeah. Because that there's a lot of... I'm just going to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Like there's a there's a shot when when Glenn comes when the when the when he gets pulled out of the toxic wasteland thing that Glenn um, is pulled into a, a gurney underground 
and this whole thing is done in a huge, like, long one take. That's, uh, I can see a young director going, I'm going to do this all in one long take, I'm not going to cut, I'm going to go zoom in and out, I'm going to move the camera left and right to follow the action, blah, 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 blah. And it was an ambitious shot from a crew and a director that didn't really know how to pull it off. Yeah. But I can see, like, oh, yeah, you won't, you will, this, this will be a fun thing to try out. I mean, I think it's telling of this movie that not only do I not remember that shot, I do not remember the sequence at all. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Totally fair. No, no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. As I'm watching it, But I'm I not... believe you. That sounds like, based on what else, what I yeah. do remember, that sounds like a correct assessment. Because it's it's definitely a show-offy shot. Yeah. Like, I've, 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 I've watched enough, like, and, 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 you know, as a guy who's directed stuff himself, I, I can, I've done my own fair share of trying to show off. Mm-hmm. And I think every director does their own fair share of, like, trying to show off, especially in, a, in an early project. Mm-hmm. And I smell it a mile away when I see someone do it. Yeah. And I went, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah no, no, I understand. You just, this is the cool shot. This, yeah. And that's one of the things about it. It's like, there's a lot of air quote cool shots yeah. in this thing. Or him showing off, or him trying to, like, get a lot of bang out of his buck in the, the budget. Which I will admit, like, yeah, no, it looks... There's a lot of bang to the buck here. It doesn't look super cheap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Compare this to Duel, right? Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't... doesn't feel as concise as Duel, and that's partially the script blame. Yeah, the script is trash. Yeah, the script is trash. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I can see... If you're saying... If this is a yeah, this is the same year as Duel, then I'm like, well... I'm not putting this blame on 24-year-old Steven Spielberg. Because yeah. <laughs> Duel's a solid, tight thriller. Yeah. Um, this is him. I think you're right. I think this is just him going, I don't really... I don't. Or maybe just him practicing. Like, okay, I would yeah, like no. to get better at this kind of shot, so fuck it. There's no stakes here. I think there's a... You know what it, what it proves? Either answer is... Yeah. I think between that or the uh, or the or him being bored is, I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... If, if that means he was disinterested in the script, but he, but he figured he'll just do a bunch of crazy things because it's set in a, in a utop- dystopian-style future, yeah. he'll have fun with it regardless, even if it doesn't visually make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean, there, I, I don't know what else do you want to say about... I don't know. It's, LA 2017. It's, <laughs> it's, it's bad and don't watch it. There's a reason. I just, you know what I'll say? I'm kind of glad it took us this long. Yeah. <laughs> Started the show a couple years ago, and we're near the end of this year, and I'm like looking, you know, it's like, oh, that's no, 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 cool, let's do a TV, let's do one of his old TV ones we haven't seen, and I'm watching, man, I'm really glad we sat through all the movies we love and hated. Yeah. <laughs> to, 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 it would have been discouraging to see this it, so early It would have yeah. put, put the air out on the brakes, you know, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, the tire. Um, it's, it's garbage, yeah, yeah, it's not very good. Uh, if you're, a, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... It's an interesting footnote it's in his thing. career. Yeah. It's something Spielberg did. Yeah. It's Do you want to be a completionist? Yeah. yeah. If, it's an interesting footnote. If yeah. you're if you're that invested in looking at every director's work from beginning to end and see how they grow, it's like, yeah, sure, I can... I see him here. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, we're at a half hour now. Do you want to just talk about other movies like we do sometimes? Yeah, sure. When, when Spielberg lets us down... <laughs> talk about other or, movies. Or when the project lets us down in general. This is a shorty. Yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah. Well, okay, actually, we might as well bring up something that is still Spielberg related mm-hmm. uh, before we go into our own little hey, and this is the stuff we watched here. Um, did you end up watching the trailer for The Post? 
Is that the movie that is somehow coming out like this tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Uh, I have not seen the trailer for it. Okay. Um, just saw it myself. It's a secret movie, right? No one. This is. It's. it's no the, one is talking about. This. It's the movie that that like got fast tracked into production this year. Yeah. Uh, to be released December twenty second. Hmm. Uh, it's like the theaters, and they'll do the wide in, in January. So obviously the whole Oscar race thing. Yeah. Um, looks interesting. It's 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 got Hanks and Meryl Streep. Yeah. Um, it does have Hanks in accent mode, which I know you're not a fan of. Unless it's the terminal. Well, hold on. You're half and half because <laughs> yeah. there are two movies he's done this. <laughs> yeah. Like hardcore accent. Yeah. <laughs> um. I will. Well, two Spielberg movies or two because this is done in, in a lot of movies. I would say. But it, in the Spielberg movies, yeah. What's the other one besides the Terminal? Because uh, you, you can catch me if you can. Oh, that I forgot that. See, I see, I see. That's uh, it. Because that's a bad accent. He didn't do an accent in Saving Private Ryan. No. And so his other two films with Spielberg were, of course, yeah. Yeah. Those two, like Terminal and Catch Me Can, and those were, those were each have a specific accent. Yeah, he also does some wild accent work in um, Cloud Atlas. <laughs> Let's oh, that's a, that's a whole different. <laughs> yeah. Let's like if you want to speak the true true. <laughs> oh God, so it's a whole different cock talk. Um, I love the Wachowskis, but that movie's that movie makes me sad in my heart. <laughs> uh, it's a whole different debate. I'm, <laughs> I've only seen it the once. Um, it's it's so bad. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm saying that as someone who kind of likes Jupiter Ascending. Cloud Atlas is so bad. Yeah, I kind of like Jupiter Ascending. Right, it's yeah. pretty good. It's like. I'll, I won't get back to the post, but I will say Jupiter Ascending <laughs> is like, oh, if I was like 12 yeah. and I saw this on cable, I will be talking about this movie like it's the lost. Yeah. You guys don't know yeah. how good this movie is. <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, it's, you know, but I'm a cynical 30 something year old. Well, it's flawed, but there's some fun in this. Yeah. Uh, no, the post looks like, looks, looks solid. Drama, historical stuff. Maybe I got a feeling I'm going to be real bored by the you post. Might, you might hate it. Yeah. You probably might hate it. <laughs> uh, I'm, you've, you've surprised me before. Yeah. So let's be fair. Um, That's true. I liked Bob. It looks like, you know, it's kind of cool seeing Bob Odekert mm. in a Spielberg film. That's interesting. That's kind of cool. Um, I know Alison Brie's got a good role in it. Um, she doesn't show up in the trailer, but. Mm. And there's some kind of nice feeling like good politically time to put this movie out because okay. the main story is you know about the, the pentagon papers but also like the crust of it is like meryl streep getting into power as a as a as not a politician like editor-in-chief and okay. that was an interesting story i think it was reading where it's like the producer brought up the fact that like before the election mm. they thought oh, this would be a good story to talk to to make definitely if if the if the outcome is uh, is hillary then when it wasn't, then she's like, okay, now it's the movie that we have to make because the outcome wasn't Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But as, as a yeah, crazy, That'll be our January episode, I guess. It will probably be our January episode, yeah. It won't yeah. come on time for our <clears throat> December episode. No, it, December 22nd will be a little too late. Yeah. So we'll make that the January yeah. January episode. So yeah, no, we'll... Well, actually, yeah, weirdly enough, in 2018, we'll have two Spiel, new Spielberg movies to talk about in 2018. That's weird. Yeah. Eh, we've done it before, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um... <clears throat> So that's it. That's the new talk on the post. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what was the uh, most recent thing you watched? In a theater or yeah. in general? In general. What's uh, the... It was Godzilla versus a uh, name I always struggle with, Mega Guiris. This was the 2000 Godzilla film. Is this uh, post? Third in the Millennium Era. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, it was Godzilla 2000. Godzilla 2000 was 99, I believe. 99. And what's the one after that? The one that I watched. Oh, Godzilla so that's versus this one. Mega Guiris, Okay. Yeah. All right. 
The first, this is not your first time. It's like probably your second, no. third. It's not a second. Yeah. Second. Okay. I did. I watched it dubbed this time. I watched it subbed the first time. Okay. Okay. Uh, how was it? How was this go around? It's great. It's <laughs> a great movie. Um, it's really good. This is the one where they're trying to defeat Godzilla with black holes. They, they're they made a giant cannon that shoots black holes, and that's how they're gonna win against Godzilla. And also, there's a giant dragonfly monster that a child accidentally made because they were testing the black hole gun, and the child brought his little dragonfly display. Uh, and of course, the you know the, the energy. Yeah. Of course, turn the. Th- yeah, obviously. I love, I love Japanese science fiction cinema. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's that's the that's a good enough answer. Yeah. <laughs> sure, um, I'll roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's probably my second favorite one of the Millennium Era next to Final Wars, which is obviously the best one. See, I'm so glad, because I know I've had, like, friends who were like, like, we've had arguments about Final War. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just sitting there, but it's, like, everything I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's everything just... you want that you think would take, like, ten movies to get in. Right. Cram into <laughs> one movie. Like, I'm not, like... It's not. I'm talking about everything I want in a god. It's a movie. It's just everything I want in movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kung fu. Yeah. Super powered characters. Yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> Star other Godzillas. Other Godzillas. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars things. Yeah. Sword fighting. Yeah. Energy blast. <laughs> Blatant ripoffs of the Matrix. Blatant. <laughs> so many ripoff ripoffs of the Matrix. Yeah. Every monster available. Yeah. God, that movie's so good. Watch Godzilla Final Wars if you haven't seen it. Oh, screw the haters. That's an awesome movie. Yeah. I love Final Wars. I really wanted to watch that, actually, but I was watching it with my fiancé, and she's never seen any Godzilla movies, so I was mm-hmm. like, well, we can't start with Final no, Wars. No, you know, you build. That would be absurd. You build yeah. to Final Wars. Yeah. <laughs> That's like movie five. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least. At least, appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Did you watch any of the ones in the theaters? I saw I saw that new Thor movie. You see that new Thor movie? I did see the new Thor movie. What'd you think of the new Thor Should movie? Should we do spoilies? If you want to... Okay, so... Not about the ending, but there's a part that... Mm-hmm. There's a part that was a shock to me in okay. the film. Alright, so if you want to skip over our little talk on the Ragnarok yeah. talk, is... Mm-hmm. Skip around. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. You see the Hulk's naked ass. <laughs> I was not expecting that to happen in this ne- movie. Neither, neither, neither to a store, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, what did you think, overall? I enjoyed it quite a lot. That surprises me. Really? You did not like Taika Waititi's other films. That, well, I didn't dislike Eagle, Eagle vs. Shock. <laughs> I'm sorry for that accident. I apologize. It was an accident. Um, it was an accent. But the last two, I know you weren't hugely into. I didn't see. I only saw. I only oh. seen Eagle vs. Shark. What we do in the shadows, which I did not care for. Okay, so you didn't see Hunt for the Wilder People. No. Okay. Did you see Boy? No. Red, uh, it's on Netflix. I would suggest checking it out. Next. Well, so far, there's. I've seen three movies of his. One okay. I didn't like. One right. I liked a lot, and one I kind of liked. Okay, is the Thor Ragnar kind of liked? No, that's one I really liked. Okay, so cool. Yeah. Right. I, I. Yeah. I, Eagle vs. Shark. I kind of liked. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, exactly where I am. Yeah. I kind of like that one. That one's fine. Yeah. But uh, Thor Ragnar. Yeah, I saw that. This movie's very good. It's very good. These Thor movies. The first one's like one of my least favorite Marvel movies. Uh-huh. Second one I thought it was pretty good. This is definitely a big improvement. Uh-huh. And then this one's like one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's it's funny because it's been a crazy progression. <laughs> it's funny because I, I feel like I'm 
I'm alone. I'm, 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 I, the people who enjoyed Dark World are in a tinier island. Because mm -hmm. I liked it. I know a mutual friend of ours, Nathan, liked it. Yeah. Well, he's a real uh, Thor freak. That's true. He is a real yeah. Thor freak. So maybe, you know, but uh, I thought that was like flawed, but fun. Yeah. I would agree with that. But this one, I'm like, oh, this is just good. Yeah. But <laughs> also, though, something I thought about this movie is like, it feels like it really just kind of disregards everything set up about these characters. It, it does. In a way that I kind of liked, because I, because right. I, I mean, I've talked about this before, I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast, but I've been kind of getting exhausted and tired of the Marvel Universe. Sure. So, like, a movie that's just like, fuck it, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna do whatever the hell we want. I, and I feel like that's what it needed. Yeah. It's not just what Thor needed. I think yeah. there's an element of the, of the, of the produ of the people running the Marvel stuff is like, we gotta inject something yeah. big and different mm -hmm. and, um, that's what what's what Ragnarok feels. It yeah. feels big and different. Yet also, it does build on the other movies. But yeah, but also like the ending of of the Dark World is like the supposed thing. Yeah. It's clearly setting up this like big thing. Yeah. That in the first five minutes of Ragnarok, they're like, eh, nah. Which I loved. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like I will say, we're gonna spoiler alertish yeah. stuff. Is like. I in another version of Ragnarok, yeah, um, or at least another version of the Thor third Thor film, yeah, Loki being Odin, yeah, would have been an Act Two reveal, yeah, and I love that in the first five minutes, Thor's like, no, get out of there, he's like, <laughs> fucking around, Loki, <laughs> like, fun dad, yeah, freaking finish this off, yeah, um, uh, Korg, I liked Korg, Korg is fun, yeah. I, I every time I talk about Korg, I like with another friend who's just saw it or whatever. I always uh, I always quote this Korg bit. Yeah. Where is that? Is that like plasma or is that like uh, eggs coming out of you? Yeah, looks like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Korg is good. Um, I could have done without the scene with Doctor Strange. I you know what? That feels like a that feels like a bonus feature on a DVD more than a. I, I was cool. This, with, yeah, I was cool with it mostly because I felt like I liked him here more than his movie. Yeah. <laughs> And I like the movie in a bit. Yeah. It's I, it's kind of not one I revisit. I like the movie. I just hate Benedict Cumberbatch and, that's, that's, and the character Doctor Strange. You know what? Here's the thing. Doctor Strange, to me, has always been re regulated to this type of stuff yeah. in my brain. Because I never really felt the need to read Doctor Strange comics. Yeah, I would agree with that, too, actually. So whenever he, so here is like, oh, this is how I usually associate Doctor Strange. Yeah. Something weird's going on mystically. Yeah. And he's involved. Yeah. And then once the mystical, his chunk of the story's done, he's out. He pieces out. He yeah. pieces out. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Valkyrie? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed her quite a bit. I enjoyed her quite a bit. Yeah. Um... I uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, Blanchett, Stella, she was fun. I very much enjoyed Kate uh, yeah. Blanchett and all of that. Um, yeah, she was very very good. Not just her bit where it's like just talking down the army of Asgard. Yeah, and you know she's explaining who she is, yeah. and then Hogan's like, "Whoever you are, is like Dick, what? you just I just said like <laughs> were you not listening? There's a whole thing. Um, Jeff Goldblum's pretty great. It's kind of. He's at that phase in his career where he's like, you just want me to Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because he knows it now. Yeah. Um, my, one of my favorite weird nods, weird nods, is, is the the nod to uh, Willy Wonka. Mm, yeah. But the song plays. It's, it, yeah. And it's not just the song. Yeah. The song is a big part of it, obviously. Yeah. But it's the fact that when Thor gets into his yelling scene, yeah. it isn't just that it's shot the same way yeah. as Gene Wilder's screaming. Yeah. It's lit the same way. Yeah. It's and he screams exactly yeah. like Wonka in the shot, and it ends on the same cut joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a Kirby fan, 
uh, and a Walt Simonson fan, I'm happy to see so much of both their influences mm -hmm. in the visuals and the set design. Yeah, I really like the visuals to the point where I, it, it almost made retro, uh, retroactively like Guardians of the Galaxy last. Because of how I'm much like, more... It just feels like this is doing the cosmic stuff w much better yeah. and more interestingly. There's a lot of bigness here that I feel like is really earned in terms yeah. of the cosmic stuff. And I want to bring up the fact that the guy who played uh, the sidekick role in the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, in Green Lantern, mm -hmm. that's Taika. Taika was in Green Lantern. I did not realize that. Yeah, Taika was <laughs> in... That's weird. Taika was in Green Lantern. <gasps> Director Taika Waititi was in Green Lantern. I did playing, not know that. Playing uh, Hal Jordan's buddy... He did a better job directing cosmic stuff than Martin Campbell did yeah. <laughs> in that very boring Green Lantern movie. So. I also just in terms of like setting and aesthetic, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I kind of liked because like, oh, this feels kind of Star Warsy, but like mm -hmm. not as good. Mm -hmm. But like, I love Star Wars so much that I was into that. Sure, sure, sure. Whereas this this feels more developed than like its own thing. I think that's a key thing, and it does feel like uh, because there's a lot of Kirby influence in yeah. the visual aesthetic. I feel like this is the first time, and it, it's like the thing. It's like. The Marvel movies have been going on for so long now that I feel like they're forgetting. They, they, there's rarely any true nods to Jack Kirby who helped design yeah. the Marvel visual aesthetic in comics. Yeah. So watching this movie and seeing so much Kirby, it's like about freaking time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it took you that long, but I'm glad that you finally pulled the trigger and went... Cool costumes, big weird blocky stuff, yeah. brightly colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Holy crap. Took you forever. Mm. Um, problem my favorite jug also go to is, is Loki screaming, I have been falling yeah. for 30 minutes. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's funny. It's good. Yeah. Ragnarok is good. Uh, Do you think they greased up Loki's hair extra much in this movie? It looks greasier. He seemed ex he seemed greasier than normal. Yeah, even in his, especially when he was wearing that civilian yes. getup. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Much greasier. I'm glad we addressed that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I finished uh, Stranger Things 2. I've uh, been too busy with my, my good friend Mario, so I haven't even seen a single episode of Stranger Things 2. Okay, did you see season 1? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I liked it. Mm -hmm. Season 2, I, I, I find I liked season 2 enough. Yeah. There is an episode that I was warned about that threw, it looks like it threw so many people off online. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to tell you the number. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the number of the episode, episode yeah. so that... If you when you get around to it, you will get the radar up, okay. And you have it, and you will be prepared. Because I didn't hate it as I didn't hate no. it. Because a lot of people like, hated it. Mm. So I'll just say episode seven. Episode seven, okay. Is a weird episode, okay. In the context of the nine episodes, okay. Maybe maybe placement is an issue. Mm. Maybe they shouldn't put it where they put it. I see where they're going with it. I didn't hate it. There are things, I'm, but I'm not into it. I'm all like, oh, I love it. Yeah. it. It's the weakest, in my opinion, of the nine. Mm. But there are people like, oh my god, that's terrible. Like, okay, well, I've, I've seen worse. I've seen better from them, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say, warn you right now. Okay. Episode seven. Episode is, seven of Stranger Things is is whack. Ish. Yeah. And that helped me watch it because okay. I because I someone told me about that. Then I saw it and I'm like, okay. I can see why somebody wouldn't have been happy. Mm -hmm. If you binged, like, seven episodes in a row... You got that road bump there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I get it. I actually... Because I, I watched... Uh, I stopped at six at one point, talked about it with a friend. He's like, okay, you should... Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for seven. Yeah. So I'm doing the same for you. Okay. Thank so, you. And the listeners, if you haven't gotten to... And I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. Does that... 
get ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just been very busy playing Super Mario Odyssey, which is why I'm a little behind on my TV. Movie. I hear nothing but amazing things. It's such a good video, Justin. <laughs> it's so good. It's, um, it's, it's incredible. It's enough to make me can like finally go like I should probably get a switch. You should. You definitely <laughs> should. But you don't play video games in general. I don't, but there's just something there's something about a there's just something about a good Mario game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just and it's a very good Mario game. Warms my soul. It even really I'm, does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not a big gamer. I really not, but there's just a good Mario game. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'll go straight to your vein. Yeah. Straight to the vein. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've watched anything else lately. Okay. And that's kind of my, beta, my yeah. big thing. Watch so. Men in Black again. Holds up. Good movie. I'm liking... That's a good movie. Yeah. I like Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, what, that's, that's it for... The... <laughs> that's for, it, That's yeah. it. For an episode you... For a, a thing that you guys can't even find. I mean, it's out there. It's out there, but you it took... on a... that deep web. Yeah. Like, it took a while yeah. for us, so let's not lie. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. It, I, like we said, it's, like, it's not really. A, it's not. Like, it's it's unless you're like hardcore. I have to see everything that Spielberg has filmed in his lifetime. Yeah. Like, like yeah, find it. I guess. <laughs> but I'm. But I'm be not, prepared. Like Stranger Things episode seven. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. Okay. Uh, oh wait. What was up? You excited for Last Jedi? Oh yeah. It comes out next month. I know. I I almost died in the th- when I was in the theater with Thor and I saw a trailer for the last Jedi on the big screen. <laughs> like I literally like I got goosebumps over my entire body. Mm-hmm. I started tearing up and I almost started hyperventilating yeah. because I was just so excited. Let me let me tell you, nothing more, nothing more proves like this is like this is like almost like a good sh- okay. It was like this is like a review unto itself mm-hmm. without seeing it or what I were really saying anything about it. But the fact that Lucas filmed. Films is giving Ryan Johnson three more, three more. Yeah, this is the this is the inverse yeah. of what happened to Lord and Miller. Yeah, and 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 Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, they loved Ryan so much. Yeah, they're giving him more. Yeah, <laughs> a whole new trilogy to do. Yeah, now based off of whatever, whatever. the fuck he wants. Yeah. it seems like whole. Oh. Yeah, so I guess you really liked what he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That, God, that, that trailer looks so amazing. It's uh, it just. And I would like to go on record on a podcast as saying the pork are cute and good, and if you don't like them, you can go screw. It's like that, that's why I worry about the the pork love. Is yeah. everyone's like now the pork haters are coming out? Yeah. And I'm like back off. Yeah. All right. I'll put myself between you and the pork. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just let let what do you hate enjoyment? Do you hate joy? <laughs> do you hate joy? You these want to see a cute little thing. These are. These are balls, yeah. literal balls, puff balls of puff balls of joy. Yeah. You know, it's like when it's, it's, this is the opposite of an Ewok reaction. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard, uh, I've talked to friends who were like teenagers or some, when they watched, I saw the trailer for Return of the Jedi, looked at an Ewok and went, what is that? Yeah. Like not at all. Oh, look at that. They're like, what is that? Yeah. And why are you ruining Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of that. Yeah. Get off. There's also a cool wolf in the trailer. The diamond wolf thing? Yeah. Fuck, I want to know more about that thing. God, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> uh, okay. Plugs. Plugs. Woo! Okay, so you can find me online at uh, tw- on Twitter at JustinKeysOn, Instagram at JustinQuiz. Um, yeah, still got... Uh, still do my videos. Uh, also... Uh, Ages of Guard is still around. Yeah. <laughs> Pop in there when you can. 
Um, and yeah, uh, co-writing uh, the the Japanese superhero-inspired superhero comic book with Victor Perfecto, Shining Yusha, which is available on Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook. So it's free. We get a new page to you guys every week. Uh, like, if you like the comic, do please, you know, like, like it, like, like our podcast as well. Like it, share, support, and, uh, Emily? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. You can listen to other podcasts I do, which is, oh, did you plug nothing new? I didn't, oh my god, <laughs> I got, I had way too many things. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I do way too plug many things. I have my other podcast with, uh, with, with Andrew Lindy, uh, Nothing New Remake Podcast. Our next episode we'll be recording, will be on Murder on the Orient Express, mm. be the Battle of the Mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, the reason I brought that up was because I also do a podcast with Andrew Lindy. Mine's right. called the Super Mario Bros. Minute. That's where we watch the Super Mario Brothers movie minute by minute, and we watch each minute the number of times that it is. Uh, where are you at right now? We're in the 50s. So <laughs> <laughs> so when you listen to a, a minute, a, a, an episode of that podcast, know that we watch that minute 50 plus times at this point. Um, where... What was like? Don't tell me like what happens in this in the minute you were last on. But yeah. what minute? Literal minute? Do you know that we last watched? Yeah, uh, minute fifty. Well, go straight up fifty. Yeah. So you yeah. just started in the fifties. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. It's a real wild time. Check that out. It's called the Super Mario Bros. Minute. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Ben on Steve. You can write us an email at Benview on Spielberg Podcast. <laughs> Apple Podcast. Is there a podcast in there? Listen, write an email to BenViewonSpielberg at Gmail and CC BenViewonSpielberg Podcast at Gmail. Um, and that way it'll definitely get to us. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. And, you know, be cool. Be cool. Yeah. We'll see you next month. Uh, when we do Gremlins. Yes! What do you mean, what year do I? 71. 1971. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.